This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This is a headgum podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2016. I did that last week. Um, <laughs> when you weren't here. <laughs> it was my first time doing it. I know, it. yeah, it's your first 2016. <laughs> Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And returning this week, I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we have a guest or guests over to watch an episode of the Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. Yes. So, uh, uh, Kiana, a listener, likes when I whisper, so now I always have to whisper. Okay, well, yeah. I'm glad you're doing that for Kiana. If for the ne- fans. Next week, if you get someone who says, I don't like it when you whisper, what are you going to do then? I'm probably going to be like, um, go away. I don't know. Will don't you, go like, away. Split the diff and just go back to talking. I'll be regular? like, evil, yeah. Like, I can't do it. I can't even. It's hard. Yeah, Yeah, I'll just keep it at this level. Okay. Great. Um, So sorry I missed the last episode. Yeah, it was sad. I missed two really weird dudes. Sad. Yeah. I mean, they're wonderful guys, but they talked about how Blanche isn't sexy. She's smart, which is another word for being a slut. In her in his book, it was a strange. Yeah. It was it was a good visit, but it was uh, it was weird without you. Yeah, I was very I was very sad not to be here, yeah. but, um, but welcome I'm back. here now. Yay! And I'm very excited to come back on a great episode. Come too. back on a great episode. We just watched season three, episode twelve, Charlie's Buddy, Charlie's which Buddy, which aired on December twelfth, nineteen eighty seven, and is the episode where uh, Rose. Spoiler alert, but it's you know nineteen eighty seven, so that's fine. Uh, Rose gets almost gets swindled by a scam artist. Yeah. 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 And there's a great dress B story. It's amazing. Uh, we have two wonderful guests. I'm so happy they're on the podcast today. I was not aware of them before you brought them here, and now I've seen some of their work, and I'm very excited for mm-hmm. them to be here. Um, I mean, they were lovely before I saw their work, too, but now that I saw it, there's context, you know. Uh, these two guys, incredibly funny. Um, we're going to talk about some great stuff that they do a little bit later, but please welcome Ted Evans and Zoran. <laughs> Gavoyich. Did I get got it? it? Yeah, you got it. I'm is so that, proud of you. Is that Russian? What is that? Uh, it's Serbian. Serbian. Yeah. Oh, that explains the liquor you brought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That explains why I'm drinking Shlivovitz right now. Shlivovitz. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Shlivovitz. That sounds like a like a nickname for a dick. 
My you know? Mein Schlewewitz. Doesn't it? My Schlewewitz. Why'd you make it German? Well, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, 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 it sounds like yeah. you said mein Schlewewitz. Go on, touch my Schlewewitz. My is getting so hard. You know nothing of my culture. We know how to make fun of it as a dick joke. You're literally making Zoran drink more. Please. That's okay. You're not driving, are you? I hope not. Now I want to try the Schlewewitz. It's a plum liquor, correct? Plum brandy. Yeah, brandy. Homemade. In my dad's uh, town that he grew up in. Wow, homemade. So, do they do it like in a bathtub? Ooh. I don't know. He just came out with a bottle with a cork in it and said, Take this one. It's okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for your sleeve of it, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you can't help but sound drunk whenever you say it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You do well, a shot of it before every meal. If I drank alcohol, I would um, have a sip. But oh. I, it smells wonderful. It does smell very good. <laughs> it smells wonderful. Yeah, very yes. floral. It's, I love it. Floral. Um, good word. Ted Zoran, what is your, uh, what's like your sort of backstory with the Golden Girls? Okay. You guys have any kind of, you guys Ted, ever you watch it? Were you aware of it? Golden Girls, uh, I kind of, I felt like the way, uh, you know, weekday, uh, nighttime shows, I kind of zigged when I could have zagged towards the Golden Girls. I kind of went Seinfeld, Friends, and less Golden Girls. So this, for me, is kind of a new venture. I'm not nearly as familiar with the Golden Girls. I've, I've been to your, one of your guys' live podcast tapings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I watch it, I'm like, i got to watch more Golden Girls. Well, it's yeah. also because, I mean, we were young. So shows like, you know, Seinfeld, Friends. Like, Friends premiered early 90s. Seinfeld was 89? No, Seinfeld was early 90s. Was early 90s too, as yeah. well. This actually, I mean, premiered in 85. So, oh, well. you know, we were a little bit a younger. But I'm glad that you're now wanting to, like, that we're turning you on to wanting to watch more episodes. That's nice. Because it does stand the test of time. Zoran? Uh, I was alive in 1987. Hey! Uh, <laughs> I can tell you that much, um, but it was watching more Ninja Turtles than uh, than Golden Girls at that point. Um, you were a weird kid. Well, I'm sure it's one of those shows, like, <laughs> if I had watched it when I was a kid, though, I'd be really surprised at, like, how much they talk about sex and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, yeah. I watched Cheers recently and just went, oh, my God. God, this is all about sex, and I thought this was hilarious. I heard an anal joke on Sears recently. I was on, watching on Sears. You said Sears. You Sears. said Sears. Sears. Wow. Wait, I was Sears. in Sears, <laughs> and this Sears. guy was doing yeah. this that anal show, bit. Sears. He showed me his wow. shoes. No, um, <laughs> on Sears, I, they did a, like a subtle anal joke. I think very strange. When we were kids, I think they do it in a way that you're kind of like, I think maybe they're talking about something adult, and maybe you know yeah. what I mean, but you don't quite. You don't get it enough to really... Well, I mean, at that point, my knowledge of, like, people saying that I thought sex was just when people took their clothes off and danced together. I didn't know mm. what I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Did you really think that I was, was young! Wow. <laughs> Someone Lord. said humping, so I thought sex was two people got naked and they, like, bumped their hips together. I didn't know what masturbating was, mm-hmm. for, like, how to actually masturbate. So, like, the first time I did it, I thought it was, like, like toothpaste. Like, you would just, like, take your two fingers and, like, squeeze your Try toothpaste to squeeze. out. But you, like, like, literally squeeze. <laughs> so, like, I I remember I was wow. watching, this is strange, I was watching David, primetime, David Letterman's Weird Animal Tricks, alone, by myself, and I was, like, scratching myself, and I got hard, and then I went to the restroom, 
I just knew to go there. And I was like trying to <laughs> squeeze it out because I knew the end result. My brothers had told me the end result, but I didn't know how to get to that. And I was in so much pain, just no. like squeezing it out. I was like, this is horrible. And then it was great. Well, it's probably the bottom of the tube and it's just yeah. hard to get yeah. it out. And yeah. 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 Back in and out. I back know. In. You got to roll it up. Woo. I then learned what to do uh, very quickly from a Mormon. I wow. Was, I thought it had some, I always thought it had something to do with fishing. Uh, oh, when masturbation? I, first, I remember or some sex. kid on a bus being like, you know what masturbating is? I was like, of course, when you're like great at tackling the bait. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, you oh yeah, you're a wow. masturbator. I, that I, I actually. Included bader. Yeah, like, That's yeah. so literal. That wow. really well in his SATs. He could deconstruct based on the <laughs> parts of the like, word. Oh, interesting. The suffix, bait. <laughs> well, yeah, you're really good at putting the bait on the hook. That's right. <laughs> wow. That is, I don't, I, wow. That's okay. like one of my favorite jokes from the movie The Toy with Richard Pryor and uh-huh. Scotty Schwartz is the kid's name is Bates, his last name, but he has to call him Master Bates. And that's like the whole thing. <laughs> and it's amazing. That's great. Um, all right. Let's, this episode. Let's get this, to it. Yes. Oh, we're talking about the Golden Girls. Yes. yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> Moving off masturbation. So, the one thing I noticed uh, overall in this episode, whoever directed it, Every wasn't it Terry Hughes? I wasn't paying attention. I was writing. I'll find I was out. typing. But every single you were um, taking notes. The very beginning and then the top <laughs> of each act started with some sort of like really tight shot of something, and then it just like mm-hmm. pulled back. And when I say mm-hmm. pulled back, I don't mean like you have a camera that's on like a dolly. It's like they hit the the button on the camcorder and it just zoomed back. So when it, the show opened, it was like a close up on a palm tree, yeah. and it's just like. Like when you have your mom's camcorder and it's just like you were focusing on something and then it just zooms out for no reason. And they did that later. It was a close up of the popcorn and then yeah, it was some close up really of flamingos. And I was like, what a weird stylistic choice. You don't you can just show what you don't. I don't know. I thought yeah, it, was it was very strange. weird. It was definitely strange. So um, the episode opens with Sophia and Dorothy. Yeah, it was Terry Hughes. Terry Hughes. All right. Terry Hughes making a decision. He wow. just got a camcorder. He's like, this is amazing. I can zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm zoom technology. Yeah, <laughs> it was just very strange. But it never um, shot. So Dorothy and Sophia come home. They've been dress shopping for, what is the thing they're dress shopping um, for? They, they call it a banquet, then they call it the museum fundraiser. So it's a it's a gala of sorts happening. Well, it's um, the museum fundraiser banquet. Yeah. Of course. And <laughs> banquet ball. We later learn, I mean, Dorothy looks for a dress. She spends well over a month. A month. For but a dress. I mean, I, if I was going to a banquet of, of sorts and I was a woman, I would want to spend some time looking for the right outfit. Fortunately, I'm a man, so I have one outfit. I get. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's like a cartoon characters closet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same one. Same one. Um, Dorothy's shirt. Also, this is the one that's like kind of the same color as the sofa cushions. It wasn't a shirt. It was, it was a, a bed sheet. Yes. Aaron, <laughs> um Totally. Yeah. It was absolutely a bed sheet that she was wearing and blended directly into the couch, like you were and saying. And it was Carrie. long. It was. It was very long. long. And it was. And it went like to her ankles. Yeah, and it seemed like it had like sewn in, rolled up sleeves. In a way, because yeah. they then removed. It was just they stayed in the same but place. But I've definitely never seen her wear, like, 
like a cardigan, something that goes over, that's open, yeah. that goes that far to the floor. I mean, it's like that down was, to her ankles. It was down to her ankles. You're right. Um, also, Blanche was wearing amazing, like, geometric, like, earrings. I just have to put that up. Oh, um, notice that. So, everyone must know. Everyone yeah. must know. I love well, shapes. So, Sophia's upset because she never wants to go do- dress shopping with Dorothy again. Mm-hmm. And, and Oh, no, Dorothy's upset. They're both upset. Everyone's upset on everyone's this show. Upset. No one likes it's each other. Comedy. I don't know why they live <laughs> together. Angry. Yeah. That was last episode, actually. <laughs> Rose, I think, is the only one that's just happy to be there. (laughs) She's just high the entire time. Um, No, but neither of them are happy because it just wasn't a good experience shopping. And then uh, uh, Sophia leaves the room saying, you know, at least I'll be able to pee whenever I'm good and ready or something. Basically implying that Dorothy did not let Sophia go pee. When they were Elderly shopping. Elderly abuse. Elderly mm-hmm. abuse. Um, I mean, that's a bladder <laughs> problem. Like, you could get infections. Uromycetase is poisoning and die. Really? Is that what that, that is? That what is? is? that what that is? That's from an episode of Seinfeld. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. I should have known. Euromycetase? <laughs> what is it? He was, they couldn't pee in the parking garage, and oh. he's like, I could get Euromycetase poisoning and die, because he got oh, caught for public urination. Interesting. Oh, that could be a thing. I got caught for public urination once in New York. And I was like, you're stopping me for peeing on the sidewalk. Do you know how many millions of other people who live on the streets look, pee on the sidewalk? Look to the right. There's five guys yes. right there. I was actually peeing, peeing in a discreet corner <laughs> on Avenue D. I'm sorry I peed on all the garbage in the streets. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry I took to a private space to pee on the street, sir. <laughs> the guy over there peeing in front of you, by the way, whatever. It's, I'm, Use I'm a Mountain Dew cup. I didn't get a ticket else. or anything. Well, that's but You just got scolded. I just got scolded. Mm-hmm. Like, Stop peeing. I'm like, I'm going pee. So Dorothy pulls a black, shapeless Dorothy dress out. Yes. You know, I'm sure it would have looked good on her. Boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. Boring, but, you know, elegant. Yeah. Um, and It's like a black hole of dresses. It absorbed all light yeah. from yes. any yeah. shape or figure. I mean, it's just, you know, it's what Dorothy would wear. It's just like a lot of fabric and long. Because yeah. she's in mourning of fun. Yeah, she's <laughs> never looked like something to wear a funeral. Yeah. But yeah. because... <laughs> funeral gown. But because, like, Blanche doesn't really like it, and because Rose likes it, Dorothy's like, it's going back tomorrow, and she yeah. just chucks it onto the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, they all hate each other. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they all hate each other. Rose. <laughs> yeah, they're really mean to Rose. And then yeah. you got... I think, H. Allen, you brought up Blanche's shoulder pads in this scene. Yeah, the shoulder pads, Blanche's in particular, I mean, they all have very large shoulder pads, and I didn't pads, and I didn't know, I've never seen Dorothy, I don't think, wear, she doesn't usually wear shoulder pads, I don't feel. I think she does. Does she? Yeah. I don't know, but but Blanche's in particular were very large. It was the Arnold Schwarzenegger of shoulder pads. It was just like very defined shoulders under the, that dress. It looked like needed to be pumped up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, like, it was like the Jordan's shoes. Yeah, Air Jordan's. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. So, um... That's the sound they make. So... so just full of condoms. Oh, yeah. That's where she keeps condoms. Oh, that would actually... That would be a great invention. Not just condom shoulders? But, like, maybe in your shoulder pads you could, like, zip it down and, like, have, like, a tissue just... You know, or like oh, cocaine. Oh, yeah, something in your shoulder pads. Something, so yeah. put it in your shoulder pads. I really like that. You should patent that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you look behind you like I was maybe talking to someone else. I, well, I was like, I, I have to go analyze. do something, guys. Be right back. I thought you were just analyzing. Like, what could I put in here? The movie, the, the next Joy, Joy 2, is going to be about me oh, and my it? shoulder oh, pad patent. I bet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the miracle pad. So uh, there's yeah. a really great line. Sophia's like had it with Dorothy, and she's like, I'm going to go hang out with Mildred. And yeah. she opens the door, and standing there is a man, 
And he goes, Rose Nyland? And she goes, no. And if I start acting like her, pull the plug. And then she just walks she just out. Leaves. Which I love, like, even to a complete stranger. She's just, and she's totally fine just talking however she what wants What you're to not talk. mentioning about this man is that there was a large shadow over Sophia caused by his eyebrows. <laughs> um, it was, his eyebrows were fucking insane. Yeah, it was like, I mean. Bert from Bert and Ernie. Yes, but yeah. worse. I mean, it was like, and, and they were, it's like they didn't even comb them. During the episode, or you before can't. he went on the air. Oh, they have a mind of their but own. You could put like like wax on them or something to get them down. Like you talk about putting stuff in shoulder pads, you could just keep stuff in the eyebrows. Uh, you could keep yes, yes. You could keep condoms, his car keys. <laughs> oh, there's good. <laughs> so this actor's name is Milo O'Shea. He's is, he was actually born in Ireland. He passed away a few years ago. He played Friar Lawrence in the 1968 Romeo and Juliet. Oh, that's right. I played that in high school. On a VCR when I watched it. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no. That is a that was a um, that was part of my spank bank that that movie Rat Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet because it was again a VHS tape that I had and Romeo gets out, the actor who plays Romeo super hot and he gets out of bed to like stretch or whatever and then he's naked because he just had sex with. Ooh, uh, I'm into a, it. It was I'm a spank bank VHS. So this guy, Buddy Rourke, um, he he's looking for Rose. Um, he served with Charlie in the war. So he says. So he says, and he's from the back streets of Boston. So he says. Which, <laughs> as someone who grew up not in Boston, but like you know, thirty Adjacent. miles south, I'm still from the South Shore. My family has very thick accents. Um, he does not sound like he's from Boston. It sounds like he's like he's like. I knew Charlie in the war. And I'm like, no, it's I knew Charlie in the war. Like, it's not like a, mm. I don't know. He, I, I felt like he played it very safe, almost as if he was, like, afraid of maybe offending someone or I don't know. But I mm. felt like he. I think he, he was just covering up his own Irish accent. Yeah. he's an Irish actor. Yeah. yeah. And you could hear it coming out. And, and he's like, I'm an Irishman. He says later that he's an Irishman. Mm. But yeah. Not really. He's just like, I don't know what to do. I'm in America. <laughs> I'm in my American accent. accent. It's either this or Southern. These and, are the two options. And was it to cover up the fact that he was, in fact, not who he said he was? Maybe. that could. That's a really uh, good point. That, I don't know if that was a choice. I mean, yeah, he might spoilers, have been like, Spoilers, man. Spoilers. We haven't even gotten there yet. We already said it. We already said it. The people who are listening know. I was thinking of something else. But... One thing that I've noticed in my years of living on the East Coast and whatever, meeting Boston people, is that um, Boston people like to find something wrong with everybody. Uh, (laughs) So I feel like maybe his accent was probably like fine for an Irish, because there's a lot of Irish people in Boston, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole, yeah. Yeah, they're all there. South end of Boston. So maybe he was just like born in Ireland, moved. Served in the war, or whatever, and like had this weird hodgepodge of an accent, like Iman. Yeah, David Bowie's sure, wife. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like part British, part somewhere in Africa. So he's <laughs> or, he's and, yeah, or any of Thomas Hardy's Tom Hardy's roles. Yes, which just oh, yeah. the accent is just oh. we don't know where this is from, <laughs> but we're buying it. But we're he's buying angry. it. We're like he's angry. Don't sure. don't don't fuck with him. So. Uh, so Buddy has shown up because, yes. um... And know. Rose doesn't recognize him. So, like, they comes in and she's all like, Oh, Buddy, Buddy, Buddy! And then Dorothy's like, you have no idea who he is. And, yeah. And then she says, no idea. Yeah, so yeah. he's basically, he served with Charlie. He just wanted to come pay his respects to Rose. He knew that yes. Charlie had passed away. And then 
so he's gonna like take Rose out or whatever the next day. But then like before he leaves, he's just like, Rose, you're every bit as lovely as the picture Charlie used to carry. And he's, I'm always, I'm already just like, oh, I mean, creeped out a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, because I mean, the war was what forty years ago at this point. Like, that's weird. That I mean. They have that, I guess, I don't know, to have that much of an impact on you and then 40 years later, like, try to seek someone out. It seems... His story is a little... It's shaky. And we know, we've learned why later on. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't feel... I feel like if you're a con man, you should be better at conning. Yeah. You should, like, come up with a better convincing <laughs> yeah. story. You could say that about any job. If you're a fireman, you should probably be better at fighting <laughs> fires. Yes. You well, should yeah. probably stop fires there's from happening. There's bad con men and there's good con men. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know. I just feel like he could have, like, like a better story could have been like, oh, I wanted to come visit, but I had a super jealous wife. She would never let me and come. And she finally died, And she finally God. kicked the can. <laughs> You're right. Like, it is weird that he was basically like, it's almost like he spent the last 40 years searching about for someone her. like her. Yeah. And he finally, like, got up the guts to look her up. Weird. Or, yeah, it is kind of a weird thing. He should have come up with something else. Like, I was in an I was living in another country. Yeah. Or, I was, yeah. This is before the internet. It's harder to find people, right? It's true. Yeah. Like, he literally had to do research. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, but we learned later he didn't. But yeah. still. Like, it's I, for me, it was super creepy the whole time. Like, <laughs> imagine Zorn and I are buddies, right? In real life. Uh-huh. And he Imagine dies. it. Imagine it, because we're not. <laughs> no. And he, hate each other. He was reading, they me, came all, in he was reading me these emails from this girl that he was dating for years and years and years, and... She moves to Florida, and I track her down and say... 40 years later. 40 years later. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my best buddy read me all these emails. (laughs) Do you want to get married tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Why would I move in on my buddy's girl like that? It's just messed up. It's not even like... Well, I'm dead at that point. It's also like really gross sloppy seconds. Well, and also just... And even like from Rose's (laughs) perspective, I'd be like... I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because it's not like he ever, it's not like the three of them knew each other back in the day Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, they both love Charlie and whatever. You're right. It's like, yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. And the fact that he's basically like, I fell in love with you from a picture and some letters. It's, I don't know that that is I mean I felt like that about the Dell guy, like the dude you're getting a Dell guy. Like I had such a crush on him, like such a crush. Mm -hmm. And I would, you know, watch the commercials over but I would never seek him out 40 years later. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very You're weird. You're still waiting. I'm Who still knows? Waiting. That's right. You'd be could. really hard up being like, that Dell guy's probably... I wonder what he's up to. Oh, he still right performs. Now. I looked him up recently. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's still an actor. Wow. Yeah, he looks great. You should give him a um, number. <laughs> he does. He looks great. Oh, I, I think he... Can we get back to I what think you think he's gay? About? He might be. Oh, wow. We'll, we'll watch a video. We should see you if he has me. mutual friends. We have mutual um, friends. That's usually an indicator. So... Putting up on the friend. I thought, so the next scene is... Uh, well, so he left. He, he and his left. eyebrows left. Yes, he and his eyebrows left. Um, but, so, but the next scene is Buddy and Rose. At, I thought they were at a boardwalk at first. No, and but they're it at wasn't, a zoo. It wasn't until later, and I looked at the signs in the background. Third is zoo. Yeah. But in this first scene, there are no animals. No. Oh, no. There's nothing to indicate that they're at a zoo. And I thought it looked like they were at the Natural History Museum because it looked like there's a very clearly painted backdrop yeah. of palm trees, like, two feet behind it's weird them. that they would do that. But then also have like real animals later on. Later, like, they spent the money on like real they animals. They had flamingos. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just like, why can't they be in a park? Why are they at? Why do they need yeah. to be at the zoo? Which the are s- slightly behind a fence, if anything. Like, the flamingos yeah. are like not really. Yeah, 
Except far from the public at all. Be like, I can just pick up a flamingo and take it home with me. Yeah, are they dangerous animals? Flamingos? Oh yeah, you better uh, believe it. I mean, you try and play croquet with those things. <laughs> they are. Not they are. They are not cooperative. They are not happy about mm-hmm. being turned upside down. No. Um, hedgehogs in there. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe to give them some credit, maybe they were trying to like. Maybe they tried to make it look like a park setting at first, and then later on turn it into a, but it, a zoo. Yeah, it looked like a park. Just why don't you? That's have probably it be a why park? they do that. Because like that. I'm reading, could, yeah, I'm reading. Like it took me a minute. I was like, oh wait, that says elephants on it. That sign. It, yeah. I don't know. It was a very. I weird think decision. he figured we'd be so invested in Charlie and Rose's relationship that yes. we wouldn't care about anything else that was going on. But of course we do. And the popcorn. That's why he spent so much time on the popcorn. Yeah. In the beginning. So this right. is the stop where they ass- is, the establishing shot is the popcorn. Is the popcorn? Yeah. I'm like, we're following this popcorn guy. And we're yeah. gonna find out what he's doing with his life. Yeah. Yeah. Very Steven like, Soderbergh. Oh, I wanted to know what he was doing, man. And later on, there's he's holding like a bag of popcorn and one of the pieces if you notice is trying to escape <laughs> from it's just one little piece as he's confessing his love that's just like trying to I, run away from the situation <laughs> I was so distracted they were sitting down talking and he's holding this bag of popcorn like mm-hmm. he's leaning into her and it's like front and center yeah. I was so distracted by the bag of popcorn in Buddy's hand the entire time he had time. the ring in there he's hoping <laughs> oh. she'd just reach in and come out with a ring on he her just finger. wanted to put his dick yeah, in gonna it put his that's what I was thinking yeah. was the dick thing oh maybe that's but what that was only cool. like not him doing it but just like I should try that. But I don't think I, I don't think like I don't think anyone's dick is big enough. I mean, yes, I'm sure there is. But like you have to A maintain being hard because in that situation when you're sitting, you're your like dick is sort of like smushing. Dick that like it. so you really have to be sitting in a certain way. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? I feel like, maybe. I feel like we have. Yeah. Listeners tell us. Tell us. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about the logistics of putting your dick in a bag of popcorn. A dick in a bag is probably a, an easy thing to do. And then do. like your dick like what if butter gets into your dick hole? Like isn't that gonna well, like, you get an infection? Well, I, think you, I think you would well, like Yeah, it does stay closed. And also well, but if somebody's putting their hand in there. Is anyone, All right. Yeah. Have you ever stuck your dick in a bag of popcorn? No. Right, well, I don't actually, know. I can't answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yes. I would like to plead the but fifth. Like, also, like if you're going to, you have to figure out when to put the dick in the bag of popcorn. Right. Yeah. If you sit down, and it's got to be in there from in, the beginning. You're going to spill popcorn out. That, like, how did the popcorn just fly out of the bag? Yeah. yeah. It's very it's messy. Suspect. You have well, to be like, you should go to the restroom girls. and then stick the dick through there. It's like you yeah. have to have a special bag that you bring with you of dick popcorn. Maybe that's something you can invent and patent or something. Dick is, popcorn is the actual Actual thing, so it's like, oh, tired of you know failing at putting your dick in a bag of popcorn. Yeah. Is it messy? Does it not work? And then you've got a mechanism, and it's like you secretly swap it out with oh. the popcorn that you actually buy. A vibrating, it's got like bag a built-in like mm-hmm. cock ring in it to yeah. keep things going. Something it does it vibrate. Yeah. But the wow. <laughs> hopefully it's not vibrating because the popcorn's just like still constantly flying all over the place. Like you're you're just sitting there like, why is the bag shaking? I'm just having fun. <laughs> I don't actually need you. This is enough. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought we asked for no butter. That's not butter. What um, is he do? So, Ew. The, and so of, buddy. So, to what Ted was saying, I... Also <laughs> thought that the stuff that Charlie was saying to Rose was so creepy. Like he was Buddy like was saying to Rose. He was basically it was almost like he was not like it was almost like he was disrespecting Charlie or kind of like downplaying their relationship because he's like, you know, Charlie may have held those letters, you know, in his jacket during the war, but I carried them in my heart. Almost to say like he only carried them in his jacket, but I carried them in my heart. Like I yeah. also felt like mostly because I couldn't get to his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just like I'm like that's 
that's kind of again. It, it's he's not so doing weird. a very good job of being a con man. No, but then, then again, he he's, kisses he's, her. He's using Rose, so Rose is probably a very yeah. easy person to con. Yeah. So then he kisses her, and we are out. We're out of that scene. Yeah. The music makes it less creepy. Yeah, the music tells informs us it's that like, we should. Hey be guys, you should be okay with this. It's fine. It's yes, fine with this yes. guy. We're fine, guys. Nowhere. Everything's okay. They're just making okay. out. They're moving on. Out. No one's mm-hmm. getting conned. And it was delayed too. Like the guy's like, oh shit, I'm supposed to play music right yeah. now. <laughs> it's like he was creeped out. <laughs> He's like, oh god, what am I watching? So so they get back to the house. Yeah. And and Dorothy comes out in a. <laughs> she got a new dress. She got a new dress, which you liked. I hate it. We're, here's where we're torn. It's the it's, it's the, the peach, peach dress. You guys dress. know what it is. It's frumpy. It's there's no. no I wouldn't say frumpy. It's fr- there's frumps all no, the way those down. Aren't frumps. What That's are they? like they're ruffles. Um, they're r- like it's frump. It's perpetually vomiting chiffon. Thank yes. you. Yes. It's no. a vomitous chiffon piece of wall. Yes. Here's what I'll say. It looks I, like vomit. No. I love the dress. I don't think peach is the best color on B. Arthur. If that was like or a anybody. navy, I love the dress. I think the dress is. I There's really no waist like it. to it. There's no shape to no, it. No, but she doesn't wear anything that has shape. Well, that's it's true. Like, that's why it's I a think, great dress on her. I don't think it's a great dress on anybody. But of the two characters, so we learn later. So here, everyone's like, uh, Sophia's like, oh, it looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. Blah, blah. You should have, you know, the guy who made this dress should get the Nobel Peace Prize or Nobel Prize for putting this on you like it's like a she's loving everyone's loving the dress and then Blanche comes out in the same goddamn dress Mm -hmm. now seeing those two Blanche would never wear that dress ever there's nothing about that dress that shows off Blanche's body and that's her whole point but hasn't she this season been wearing stuff that's a I mean she's worn dresses that don't have a lot of she's lost weight as the season's gone on and but early on early on she was wearing a lot of frumpy stuff exactly so I mean maybe that's it but it just it's that still is not a dress Blanche would wear. Yes. That is, it's not easy access. Well, I mean, there was a little bit of cleavage. Would you say, guys? No. There was some no cleavage. Gonna fuck her a little bit of cleavage. A little, a little bit. No. There was some cleavage. It dipped a there little bit. There was nothing there. There was no It was like here. No. There was a little bit of cleavage. The, 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 an inch below your neck is not cleavage. It wasn't an inch. I'm telling you. I looked. There was cleavage. Um, that's fine. We can agree to disagree. I thought dress. it was a gorgeous dress. I thought she looked great. And Blanche refuses to return. She's like, no, you know, supposed to be worn on someone with a beautiful body. And I'm like, Blanche, take it back. Let the, let, let, get a one, get a dress that looks good on your beautiful body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, it was not good. Great, great, great line when, you know, Dorothy doesn't want to take the dress back. And Mm -hmm. Blanche is like, "Um, since when do you care how you look? (laughs) And Dorothy's like, I think it was when I came down from the bell tower and had my hump removed. (laughs) I love it. They make so many, so many of those jokes. Yeah. Yeah, the jokes. Um, and this whole time that they're arguing, Rose is like trying to talk to them to be like, you know, uh, uh, you know, buddy, this and that. She, and she I'm really needs a great to talk time to them and, and I'm not paying attention to, to her. And finally, what gets their attention is when she says, buddy, ask, buddy's moving to Boston or he's going back to Boston and he asked me to go with him and I think I'm going to. Well, no, wait. So so Rose leaves for the kitchen and then Blanche and Dorothy are looking at each other still after Rose leaves and then literally like feels like a very long time has passed. They both look to the kitchen door at the same time like, what did Rose say? Yeah, it was like a it, simultaneous amazing reaction. I'm just, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> commercial. And commercial. And now the two, Dorothy and Blanche, go into the kitchen where Rose, Rose, now this has made me think, like, whenever I've had to think about something, I've never actually stopped everything I'm doing and just sat there and thought. 
You know what I mean? Like, she literally went into the kitchen just to sit and look around and think. You know? Whereas, like, most people, like, I don't know, clean, walk. Like, there's an activity involved with their thinking. Well, I think she was hoping that the girls would follow her into the kitchen. I know. I just think it's weird to be sitting there without doing anything. It's funny. Just, these are the things that usually bother me. And you yeah. go, like, oh, it's a show. And then... That part bothered me. Because I would think, I feel like now. Rose would get in there and be like, I need a snack. You know what I mean? Like, that's sure. what I would do. Oh, yeah. You'd, you'd be think. more anxious. I'd be like, I'm going to make some tea and eat something. Um, there was a great, there was a great line where, uh, when they're first sitting at the table, uh, Rose is basically like, you know, he's listened to all my St. Olaf stories and this and that, and he really likes me. And, yeah. and Blanche goes, and, and she, I love it when she like sort of gently touches the back of her head and like scratches it when yeah. she tilts her head and she goes, uh, if that man didn't get a medal in the war, he shows hell deserves one now. Yeah, like that sort of very. Wait, is it, is, it, is it okay to insult your friends as long as you touch your hair? Like <laughs> that's a horrible thing to say to your friend. They, oh, they, of course, she's saying a horrible thing. It's horrible. I'm just saying it into my shoulder while touching my hair. So be impassive okay. about it. Oh yeah, yeah, they make fun of each other all the time. Um, I was gonna say during this, I kind of kind of one of those jokes that we were saying like as a kid you would totally miss it, but as an adult, it's like was that in a was that was that a morning after pill joke? Oh, no. that's coming up. Yes. So what? Uh, about the drugstore? Yeah. yeah. So they're talking about how did that get set up? That's not a morning. Oh, after it's pill so. Joke. It was a, well. It was a. So, it was a. It was um. She's talking about her dating. About Dorothy. Her yeah. And it was about. D- they're talking condoms. about uh, condoms. Yeah. Dorothy thinks it's okay to live with a man before getting married. Blanche doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but mostly because she likes tradition and presents and catered affairs. But that's what they're arguing about. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Dorothy's makes some quip about how you can't, you don't have time to stop at the drugstore. I forget the setup of the joke, but it was about Blanche being with a man versus condoms. having a man or something like yeah. that. Or, like, yeah. Needing a hotel room and a place to to crash and then a trip to the drugstore in the morning. Yeah. I, was, I, was I mean, it might be. It very well could I be. was like, was wait, I thought morning. they were no, maybe talking about like. I don't think like, the morning after pill was available. Though. No. Really? Yeah. In 87. So do you think uh, it was like. If it was, Ted, you wouldn't be here. Do you think it was like. Oh. S- S- <laughs> <laughs> I was planned. I wasn't. My mom's told me flat out. <laughs> and my little brother, she she is very clear. She was like, after two kids, you know every kid after that's a mistake. Amazing. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. of course you are. I oh. think my brother might have been a, so. a mistake. You're okay. Um. <laughs> Wait, let's just say it. So we, we, we're we at my apartment, which is unusual for us because usually we're at the HeadGum Studios, but we like it at our apartment. Yeah, it's like our I love apartment. you say our like Yeah, but it's nice here. But we have this new mic and it's very sensitive to noise. So like... That's why Carrie, very subtly, is either whispering, saying, stop patting, or hold your legs still. <laughs> I'm, I'm the still keeper. Yes. I'm yes. trying so, to keep people from acting like Keeping our guests in line. <laughs> um, and me. So, uh... It's, yeah. So they're at so the they're, table, they're, they're, they're and, and she's this. seriously thinking, and Dorothy is siding with her doing it because she thinks it's a good idea for maybe, not a good idea, but what's so wrong with her moving in with Buddy without marrying him? Like, Which I 100% agree with. I think so, too. I think everyone should live together before they get married or do something serious. That way you can see, like, oh, can I handle the smell of their poo? Like, things like that. Yeah, there's know? also, like, a certain that's level of comfort. That's the number one thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's an important thing. Like, if you constantly have smelly, like, farts and poos, I don't think our relationship's gonna work. 
Like, why are you looking God. at me? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if like it, that that line is applicable to our nice? relationship too. No, we it's very not. Close we're not living together. I know, but we spend a lot of time in close but proximity. We're to one not another. living like if I was dating this guy and he like like nine times out of ten his farts were horrible. Not gonna work out. Okay, that's My friend's fair. actually married to a woman that makes him sleep on the couch if he farts because they're so bad. Yeah, see, I'm wow. just saying, I don't so want to sleep on the couch for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. I want mutually accepted smelly farts. <laughs> and then... <laughs> that's love right there. That's love. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then you got upset about a joke when um, uh, Sophia had talked about... Oh, so... Oh, her kid, yes. About Dorothy's basically saying, like, if you had... Well, so Dorothy... I'll Stan, set it up. So Dorothy was saying that, you know, if she had lived with Stan, her ex-husband, before... Um, I'm saying that for you guys' purposes because you guys don't, haven't seen Stan. Uh that that if she had lived with him, maybe she wouldn't have made the mistakes she feels she made and gone through a messy divorce 38 years later and all these things. And then uh, Sophia leaves the kitchen or yeah. she's doing something and she says, maybe you wouldn't have had... You would have had more attractive kids, too. Which I, I mean, I don't care about the girl, but like, and she's okay. She's not ugly, but... We've only seen her once, and Kate. she's okay, yeah. you know. Um, but the guy, You're I literally obsessed with Michael. So uh, there's there's a listener that uh, a listener of the podcast. You guys probably heard us saying before Philip Campbell, and he and I were texting um, about how much of a boner party. Dorothy's son Michael is. I mean, it is. He has a mustache, and the the episode where he sleeps with Rose's daughter. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, he's I could good I looking. could freeze frame that and use it for things. You guys, <laughs> you guys should um, like with your big head thing. You could take his just head and like put it on naked people. You should. And then what make, he's so asking. You're asking us to Photoshop porn. Yes, please. Yes. Could you oh, Photoshop so porn? Head porn? Rose's yeah. daughter's body, which oh, that would be also wow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think I want to do that. Never mind. The audience it's doesn't fine. know what we're talking about yet because yeah. we haven't talked about big heads. We'll talk about oh, it. Oh, that's at the right. End of it. It's yeah. okay. Sorry, guys. Well, just, yeah. you'll get contacts for that. Context it's coming for that soon. But <laughs> what upset me about that joke is that why didn't we talk about that at the beginning? It's so awesome. Sorry. It's okay. We'll talk about it after. But. What upset me about that joke is that, you know, you look like both of your parents. So she's essentially kind of calling, like, that's also a dig at Dorothy. Not only is it a dig to her kids saying, like, my grandchildren are unattractive, but it's like, Dorothy, you're part of that, too. Like, that's... Well, she always tells Dorothy's ugly. Like, she's she's always kind of being... Yeah, no, she is. She's like... Makes fun of her never having sex. Like makes just, fun of the way she looks. Like it's always. If a thing. I were Dorothy, I would have. I don't know. I would have like. Dorothy made out a, a response about how she's the hunchback in Notre Dame. Dorothy's used to it. Okay, I'm just saying for her <laughs> mom to say it. Um. So, Rose is talking about kind of her plans with Buddy, and she's like, "Cause also you my know, grandma was like that. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. My grandma told me I was fat often. Yeah. Just be, or she would. She, her compliment to me was that my fat separated itself evenly throughout my body. Oh, Unlike my brothers who so all went to the stomach. Good? That's good. I know, right? <laughs> okay. So I'm just saying. It is the most back end. Sometimes our family members can be evil bitches. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Let's make a sitcom about it. Yes, <laughs> we can. Um, so uh, Blanche is like, you know, <laughs> have you guys bitches. talked about money? Should you get a prenup? Whatever. Yeah. And Rose is like, oh, well, Buddy and I agreed to keep our finances separate. But he thinks that I should give him half of my money now. For not the down payment money, on the apartment. For a down payment on, like, a new place. Yeah. Um, and, okay. Actually, like, a house. So, here's, yeah. here's my question. When we, so, 
Is it? Do you think it's a down payment on a house or an apartment? I think it's a house, actually, because an apartment would be Because that, that was my thing. I was like, wait, he probably, if it's an apartment, then he's probably spending more money on, like, We're living in a very urban there. setting, so our minds always go to apartments, yeah. but it's definitely a okay, house. Okay, so it's probably it's a house, big. so yeah. he wants... And, and, I mean, in theory, when you say it, it doesn't sound so strange, because, you know, theoretically, yes, she just met this man, but they're head over heels, and... And he knew Charlie. And he knew and, Charlie, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of, like, personal history that makes you feel safer with this person. So to say, oh, well, even to, to preface this it by saying, like, no, let's not have any legal things. Let's not get married. Let's keep, let's keep everything separate for us, and let's just do this 50-50, Dutch, mm-hmm. you know? And... I could see how Rose and even the girls don't don't question that at first. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, that makes sense because it sounds okay." Yeah, when but, she says like, "Oh, he said we should keep our finances separate." Yeah, like yeah. We learn later, and then so okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I missed all of that really? because I was hypnotized by the tags on the dresses. Yeah. Oh, they're just wiggling <laughs> those triangle those tags. Triangle yeah. tags the whole time they're talking. I'm yeah. like, I don't hear a word they're saying. I'm just watching these tags. It was. Wow. It was I noticed that too. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> It was was mesmerizing to watch Blanche and Dorothy in the same dress sitting very close together for an entire scene. Ugly's dress. Um, I liked it. Um, So in the next scene, so now it's some... Some time has passed. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Blanche is sitting on the sofa, and Dorothy comes home. At, she's just bought a dress. And I have to say, Blanche's outfit, she's wearing a very yeah. slim, Hold a on. very slimming. What is your first reaction to the scene? As soon as this scene started, what did you oh, scream? Oh, the scene started, oh, and I yeah. just yelled, brown. Yeah, <laughs> because. Brown. Brown. Because yeah. she's wearing, it's like Blanche I, is wearing. Blanche is wearing. I thought it was like a like like a sweatsuit, but it's not. It's actually like a sweater, and it's like form fitting, yeah. like a brown sweater and matching brown pants that are like, like joggers, but they're kind of tight. And then she's wearing like gorgeous heels with it, and yeah. I thought she looked amazing. Flip flop heels. Uh, those aren't called flip flop heels. What though. are they called? Sand. Still no. Uh, I don't know, but the, I wouldn't call. It, I don't think they're called flip flop heels. Anyway, they don't have heels. a back, and they go sling back. Clap. Sling back heels. Sling back. Yeah, with the the black the back. But they don't have a. Oh, back. they did have a back. They, they were flipping. No, they they were. That was a heel. Like it was oh. an actual high heel. Okay. Anyway, looked amazing. I, I don't great. wear high heels a lot. I like the contrary outfit. to what the inflection on you? my voice. What did I You were the one. Who I was doing the click clack of the heels. It was it was point. There was a point for it's it. It's going the microphone. to sound like there is a horse trotting over <laughs> loud cement. That's how the microphone's going to. It's take like it you up. guys are here with us. It's like you're here with us. Um, and this horse. <laughs> and this horse. And this horse. Fraser, my cat, has become a horse. Of course. Of course. Go on. Um, so, so both of the girls, both Dorothy and Blanche, yes. have gotten a new dress, and they they Blanche says, "Oh, I wanted to be the nice one. I went back and got it from Marty's one of a kind, Murray's or something." Yeah. I like the design of the dress bag. They made a good choice to be like because it was like tan, and then it had that one red strip down the yeah. middle to make which it very was the zipper, zipper, right? Which yeah. was zipper strip, the zipper strip, yeah. Which they and didn't so use. yes, which also well, yeah. So they they're worried that it's like. Oh, if Murray, what, there was some joke that they said I that don't if even know. Murray's one of a kind, he's going to get something in his Murray or something. Basically saying, I'll kick him in his groin. And then they take it and they bypass the zipper completely and just fucking rip it. Just rip the bag down. <laughs> yeah. Aren't those usually made out of like fabric? No, those are usually like a plasticky type. But isn't like. I feel like it's really vinyl. To just no, it's rip. like vinyl. I mean, strong, yeah, rip that yeah. To, or just come so easy on. Because it's not. Know. It's it's not like paper. I feel like it's the same it's, material you use for those plastic tablecloths, the throwaway tablecloths. But still, like it's 
Well, the prop master spent so much time hand sewing (laughs) a zipper, this beautiful red zipper into the thing, being like, let's accentuate the zipper that they're going to use to open these. They're like, we don't have time for this. Where's the dress? Actually, I can see B. Arthur. I can see B. Arthur being like, they probably at the first one used the zipper, and then I could see B. Arthur being like, what if we were so excited? I'm using my hands here as if she would use her hands Mm -hmm. a bunch. She, we were so excited that we just ripped it down. Just ripped it down. And it was like six hours of cut shooting. We're ripping the bags. And they literally like had to rip the bag and then sew it up lightly so they could easily <laughs> rip it. What I like to imagine happened is that they were supposed to use the zippers. Yeah. But on like the first take, they tried and maybe one of the zippers didn't work. And mm-hmm. then the prop guy was like freaking out. And he was like, I'm so sorry. Okay, just give me, I'm going to give me like 10 minutes. I'm going to try to fix it, this and that. And B. Arthur was like, no, I have plans for lunch. And she ripped the top and she went, huh? That going to work? Great. Let's shoot. And then that's what happened. Just imagine B. Arthur is being like, rip, I'm a man. And Rue McClanahan's like, mine works fine. I'm just gonna, but I'm going to do what she's going to do for continuity and whatnot. Oh, yeah. like, the show's about I, her. That's what, fine, I, guys. that's what I think happened. Um, <laughs> P. Arthur's just too strong and powerful to just zip. I don't understand how to unzip. Rue is so dainty and just takes it, just unzips it nicely. Blanche's hand, or Rose's, or Rose's, uh, B. Arthur's hands, like, I, I've never been able to zip anything down. Yeah. My clothes yeah. are buttoned. That's why I have sheets. I just wrap sheets around myself and sit on couches. I don't have time for Zippers ah. and buttons. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Blue as, as they're sitting down together, and I can't believe. Well, so that, Blanche's dress is like this black, oh, shiny gold dress, and 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 it's black uh, and it has. Yeah. Dorothy's is. What was Dorothy's? I think, I think red. Hers is red. It's red. like black and red. It's pretty much the same. It's similar. Dress. Yeah. Yeah, but different. But they're clearly different, yeah. different dresses. dresses. And then, so they sit down. They're all excited. And this is such a he- like. I can't believe that this wasn't the first thing that Dorothy said when Blanche walked into the room because she dropped such a bomb and yet she's just like, okay, now that the dress thing's aside, I've got news. And uh, Oh, yeah, and she did her own sort of like, so now Dorothy has been looking into Buddy because she, the money thing was unsettling for her. There was something that just didn't sit right with her. As a gambling addict. Yes. She knows. knows. Well, also it made me feel very of the moment Dorothy, I feel like she would very much be like analyzing making a murderer, or she would be a serial addict, like because she was like, "I'm gonna find out more about that." Yes, buddy. you're saying if Dorothy's born, if Dorothy were was alive, she would do it. She would look into. She would look further into the Stephen Avery case, mm-hmm. um, but. She looks into Buddy's past, and she finds out that Buddy worked for forty years at the Army Records and Pension Fund, which means Buddy knows how much Rose has coming to her mm-hmm. in Charlie's pension, which means he probably never served with Charlie ever. It's never all a scheme. Yeah. And then Blanche is all like, oh, but what well, too late? She was going to the bank, and now she has a check, and she's going to go see Buddy, and what, and they what also, are they going to do? They also, I, for, I don't even know where this, I don't know where this information came from. I just wrote it down. Rose's uncle Fingerbinger. Oh, no. So Dorothy, Dor- <laughs> I mean, you read that matter. wrong. Dorothy read that wrong. some throwaway thing where she was matter. like, for all we know, she's talking about her uncle Fingerbinger. But, like, how how were they writing that, not going if we literally replace one letter? Was finger blasting The FCC no, just like, Fingerbanger. Oh, that was close. That was close. You were this close. I've always heard it as finger blasting. Yes, but you could also say, like, 
bang. Finger bang. Finger bang. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I've never used. There's finger a South bang. Park song. It's like always there. It used to be called finger banging uh, back in the day. Oh, but now. It's <laughs> 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 that was too old fashioned, so they switched it to banging. Yeah. This, and, then, yeah. Yeah. and then blast came later. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Blast. Because I love. Yeah, just full on I love dropping a finger blast. Because <laughs> then when Bing came out as a as a search engine, they were like, oh, you can't say oh, finger oh, wait, bang anymore. Oh wait, that's still a search engine. I don't know. No, yeah. probably not. No. Um, so then, anyway, I just thought it was funny, Uncle Fingerbinger. Yeah. It was so then the Sophia walks out, and she's wearing the same dress Blanche has. Oh, Murray's one of a kind. Yep. And then uh, Blanche says, that's my dress thing. And then Sophia responds with, well, now you can see how it's supposed to look. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, great. And yeah. it doesn't matter because it's such a tiny, like, I don't give a shit about their story because I'm more concerned for Rose. Yeah, at this point, we're like, oh, Rose is getting fucked. Yeah, so we're back but in. not really. Yeah, no, not no. really. No, <laughs> definitely not. Do, do I want to be very think, clear of that. Do you guys think they slept together? No. 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 They just had popcorn and saw flamingos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, which well, is close. We're getting to the flamingos. We're getting to the flamingos. Uh, yes, we're because back at the zoo. We're back zoo. at the zoo. Now there's animals. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, this was, this was the moment I realized it was a zoo. <laughs> I was like, why are there flamingos? And then I saw the sign. I was like, they're at a fucking zoo. Yeah. Also, they're at a zoo at night. No one else is walking around. Well, there are no other animals. Popcorn guy is gone. Date, date number two at the zoo. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yes. I feel like they date broke into the zoo. Date number two that we've seen. Zoo. We haven't seen the other days. They may have been together for like a couple of weeks at this point. But sure. This, but This is an important place. Yes. He wants to go back to this they place wanted, that yes. was really important for them. Did you guys think maybe a little bit like he was going to try to kill her there and like feed her to the lions? No. No, no there were no that. lions. There were flamingos. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's right. <laughs> feed her to the flamingos. It's just... I, I would just, I'm so, I'm just like, why didn't they just fucking make it a boardwalk or a park or yeah, anywhere else? They could have made it anything else. They but been, and they didn't even say, well, oh, Charlie used to always take me to the zoo. There's literally no mention of the fact yeah. that it's a zoo. Well, so they're walking through the zoo past the flamingos. It is at night. And <laughs> they, what, <laughs> they. It's an, oh, well, I, Elliot, uh, the past guest, friend of the show, Elliot Glazer and I recently went to the LA Zoo here at night. You can go okay. to the zoo at night, um, but but they're talking. Rose is talking about Charlie and all the memories that that Buddy's bringing up of Charlie and how much she miss misses Charlie and and she sits Buddy down and just says, "I don't love you," which is like a rip the band aid moment for Rose. Well, like it is because he's he's basically like he's you conning know, her. We know at this well, point that he's conning her. Yes, we know he's conning her. The audience knows, but he kind of brings it up. He's like. You know, look, Rosa, I, you know, I've noticed that you haven't, you know, I, I'm still kind of wondering if you want to move to Boston. And I feel like she was kind of avoiding it because she was probably having a really fun time hanging out with him. Yeah. And she didn't want to hurt him. Yeah. Um, Which is, I mean, you got to give Rose credit. It's hard to say that to someone, to like be that. Nowadays, we can just do it by text. Not after a day. <laughs> well, it's been, it's been more than a it's day. It's been a couple weeks. It's been, and at that it's age, been a couple weeks. It's been a couple at that weeks. age, you move fast. I didn't, I didn't realize the time shift. It seemed like it seemed like it was day, like he was day. there. Yeah. Then the next day is like we're gonna move in. Then the well, next day, hey, we should get married. There is a moment where in the scene, I mean, it's 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 a while back. It's oh, it's it's when the girls have the peach dresses on. Where there's a line where one of them says like, you know, Rose has been spending an awful lot of time uh, with yeah. Buddy lately. Okay. It's also episodic TV, which is different. I mean, you're not. We're so used to watching. 30 Rock that you can see days pass and you can see all these things. They're so clear about the time. Whereas with these kind of shows, you don't need to be that clear with time. Like, everybody loves Raymond episode could have 
could take over a week, but you would never know it because it's all happening right in front of your face in the same setting. So they could have actually been to the zoo like 30 times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every they day. can't yes. at the zoo, basically. Yes. They, so and they just got flamingos. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Gotta go see the flamingos. They literally, the zoo had no animals before. No animals right. yeah. They just got the new flamingos. We're going to just build, we're just a pre-open yes. thing here, guys. So, oh, boy. Sorry, guys. Special we don't have animals. Uh, they're coming. <laughs> Please enjoy popcorn. the popcorn. popcorn. Free popcorn. Free popcorn? No, he paid for it. Damn he it. Did, he did pay for the popcorn. He paid for the popcorn. Yeah. So Rose... Um, so Rose admits that he she doesn't love him. She, very sweetly. She very sweetly lets him down. But, and you can tell he... He's 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 feeling something for Rose deeper than just the con at this point. And Rose gives him... Because, you know, she wanted to give him something of Charlie because he liked Charlie so much. Mm-hmm. So he gives him uh, Charlie's gold watch. Right. Which I am assuming she kept in her ass for five years. <laughs> <laughs> this watch. <laughs> this was your grandfather's watch. No, my grandfather's watch. I, I can't do it. You guys wow. can do it way better. So we should uh, probably give, because we know our audience. I'm not saying you guys aren't Quentin Tarantino fans. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Golden Girls fans probably aren't huge Quentin Tarantino fans. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. understand that, that. That's a Pulp Fiction reference. Yes. And yes. I, for Walken and Pulp Fiction. This is the moment where I think Buddy turns, is when she get, hands him the watch. Of course it is. And yeah. he, and it, it, what he says, you know, I, I like the line that they wrote for him. He says, you know, he's like. I've already taken He says, much. I think I've taken enough from you and Charlie already. And he gives mm-hmm. it back to her. Which right? is. Does so not take the watch. he doesn't yeah. take the watch, and it's sweet. And he gets up and he says that he'll he he'll. Which I thought this was an interesting line here is that he gets up to leave her there. You're right. He's just leaving her at the zoo, like <laughs> even yeah, though so you think yeah. they're there. Like, can I get a ride home? Yeah, yeah. Like, he just leaves her there. Like, but I thought it was yeah, interesting the sort of the line to himself when he says, "I'll write" or "I'll call" or whatever he says, and then he says. No, I won't. I always say that, and I never do. And it's it's sort of, which is, I mean, kind of an introspective line that is sort of on like not useful, but it's also something that everyone would be like, yeah, I relate to that. Like, I guess, but like, why would he even say that? Like, does he actually plan well, sets, on writing to her now? No, but it I sets mean, him up for his final line when she when he leaves when he says you know, take care or like you're, you're good. What did it, what was his final line? I don't line? even know. He says something really sweet to her. Like, you know, you're quite a gal or something. And it, it just, it, it focus, it focuses more attention on this sort of him actually leaving her and yeah. not doing this con to this and nice woman. And it also woman. goes to show once again, how uh, much of a terrible con artist he oh, is. Oh, he's a horrible because, con like, artist. First of all, like he's letting his emotions get in the way. He's yeah. clearly spending. First rule of being a con artist. Way more money. Like it, I'm like, wait, you had to have known that there were going to be some like emotional stakes to this. Like yeah. you're 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 conning her, widows. You're con- money. exactly for yeah. her to just be like here have his watch. Like if you're a real good con, I just I want to know how does he actually make a living? Because yeah. if it's if somebody just gives him a watch and he's like oh he probably, I can't do this to her. She gave me a watch. He lives on a pension. He worked for forty years at the army. That's literally how he makes his living now. Is and then he cons other people out of money. Like, Did anyone ever no, say but that he actually cons anyone? No, we never see him they successfully con. They just posit that but maybe he, worked, he does it to other if women, If he worked too. for a government organization for 40 years, he has a good pension. He's living fine. Okay. But he's it trying just, to get more money out of it. I guess. It just seems like a lot of effort. And then he doesn't I mean, even follow through with it? 
you so know, I was he a con artist? I didn't think was he was a con artist. He just saw a loophole. Was there some truth to him? Actually, I don't. Well, Dorothy well, said no backstory on him actually being a con artist. If he's artist. doing it to Rose, he's probably doing it to other women, which yeah. is they're trying to tell the audience he does this to a lot of other women. Mm. Which is not. I mean, there is there is historically a a precedent for men going around. You know, the, the, this would happen a lot with spinsters in like the twenties and thirties. What's his name? Um, the movie. Uh, Paper Moon, 73. Oh, yeah, Ryan O'Neill and Tate O'Neill, yeah. Where you go and you marry yeah. a woman, you get the money, and then you leave town. It's sort of, and you can be married to, like, lots of different women. In this case, he's not marrying them, but, Wait, like... this is something you can do? Yeah, well, you could do. You can do this. Now, with this the internet okay? and stuff, it's really hard. Sorry, stop uh, writing things down. What? He's yes. taking way too many <laughs> no, notes. No, hold on. You can't <laughs> no, do this anymore. No, There's a thing called Google. don't write down, take her to the zoo. <laughs> no, you're saying you can do this. But in back in the day, they would do that because you could live more anonymously. Mm-hmm. And these men sure. could live more anonymously. Now, not so much. So yeah. he leaves. And I did it, like it, Ted, when you said, like, how, <laughs> wait, so he's just leaving her there. How is she going yeah, to get home? Stuck. How is she going to get home? She's just sitting there like, okay, yeah, you can leave me here, but you brought me here. <laughs> She'll get a ride with the popcorn guy. She'll wait till the shift ends. <laughs> She's going to have to sell that gold watch for yeah. money. <laughs> Why don't you reach into this bag, ma'am? I'll get you a ride. <laughs> this popcorn bag. She just becomes part of the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so we get back to the house, on. and Sophia's in her room listening to Pavarotti live at the Met. And I also love she's knitting, but I love that her like the chair is almost bigger than her. She's yes, sitting in a chair so oh, it's that is essentially yeah. it looks like she's in a like it's like she's sitting in like Shaquille O'Neal's chair. Yes, but to be Dor- honest, there aren't a lot of chairs that are smaller than than <laughs> no. Estelle Getty. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to have a toddler chair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Dorothy walks in and says she needs to talk, and Sophia's like, sure. Uh, so I can listen to Pavarotti live at the Met anytime. Yeah. Dorothy walks in and says that she still feels like she should tell Rose about Buddy. That, yeah, that's what she's kind of which torn about. I I don't understand why. I feel like the end of the ep- the end of the series or this this episode they they didn't have a strong ending and they they could have ended with Rose with this situation the storyline because there's no other the B story's already been wrapped up we know the dress thing is settled mm. like I don't see why Dorothy needs this resolution I do because I think. I think that we need it because I think if the episode had just ended, people would have said, like, but wait, did Dorothy ever tell her? They could have done it in a different way, but I would have been left with that question, did Dorothy ever tell her? I mean, I like the concept of Sophia sort of elaborating on a white lie and how, you know, little lies not going to hurt if it makes you feel okay, you know, and it doesn't harm anybody. Like, what's the harm? Yeah, and I think it's basically like... You know, she'll probably never be in contact with Buddy again. So he has no chance of hurting her. You know, she was feeling like reliving special memories that she had of her husband, Charlie. It made her feel good. And it made her feel good. So, like, you know, maybe don't take that away because she doesn't seem to be in anymore. And Sophia tells this ridiculous story of (laughs) a a girl and Chianti and a man and. Things on a bed, and and you had pointed oh, yeah, out that well, Sophia Dorothy is listening. Not Sophia, well, Dor- uh, Dorothy. Dorothy, like, is like, she's like, oh, Sophia's like, let me tell you a story, and then Dorothy like gets on the bed in this pose. Yeah, it's like, draw me like one of your French girls, Kate <laughs> Winslet, Titanic, Just yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah, it yeah. actually was. I thought I actually, even though you're right about the Titanic thing, <laughs> this came before Titanic, and I also thought it was very sweet. It seemed like. Something that a like mother a, daughter, yeah, like a little kid, like yeah. you're almost like sitting on the because floor. Because Dorothy, she put her knees up on the bed and she kind of got into this fetal position where she was listening to her mom and she looked small at that moment, which is very be, hard. It's very hard <laughs> for someone like B. Arthur, but also 
she looked small and attentive to this woman who's already really small, mm-hmm. and it made her look really big. And it just was a really, really nicely put scene. And mm-hmm. can I also say, because again, the point of, like you were saying before, the point of the story is like, you know, she's, it ends with like, that peasant girl was me and that man was Winston Churchill. Which is really and funny. <laughs> it's great. And Dorothy's like, oh, you know, you, ma, you made the whole thing up. And which happens a lot in this show. And, and she was like, yeah, but it, you know, it was a little lie that gave me a lot of pleasure, yeah. which like just goes to show Sophia is often um, concocting really elaborate, well-told stories on the spot, which yeah. means like she'd kill it, Ascat. Like yeah. she would, she would have been <laughs> okay. Get, the tell, leader tell on an improv ass. team. Yeah, guys, it's UCB's. Uh, it's it, she just would have been great on an improv team. Half the team. people listening to the I'm show saying. are not improv actors. Um, it doesn't matter. They know what improv is. She's, yes, they do. She's great at it. So <laughs> what that's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's fine. It's an improv show. A lot of us is. <laughs> Um, My buddy so, saw steam down the street. And then the show ended on a very sweet note. Well, again, it was kind of like bleh to me. Where, <laughs> where <laughs> it was, it was a little. I didn't. I thought it was sweet and all, but I thought it was like get more creative, guys. Like they. So it, so they tells that story. Dorothy finally gets it, and she's like, great, whatever. And then it cuts to Rose in bed. It's dark, whatever. Rose is just looking up at the ceiling because that's what we all do when we're in bed. No. Um, You're having a lot of trouble getting on board with... I am, because I don't feel like it's something... I don't... It's not... It feels off for the character. It doesn't feel like they do this with her a lot. Are you... What about her whole speech when she was, like, sitting at the kitchen table talking to Charlie on her birthday? That whole thing, like... That was different. That was very different. Because she was looking straight ahead and not at the ceiling? Well, no, and it was... No, because (laughs) There's a picture of Charlie on the ceiling. She was literally alone (laughs) in her home, and he had just recently passed away, and it was like a whole... And that was intentional. There was like... It wasn't something common, whereas this is just like... She spends every single night in this room. We know that. She lives in this house. She's not every single night snuggling up, looking at the ceiling, like, thinking of Charlie. She might. You don't know. You're not there. I feel like you and I have switched brains. Maybe. Maybe. These are the things I usually get I'm a little upset. I feel like the writers of this episode could have been a little bit more creative in resolving the story. You know? In, like... Sure. Oh, yeah. I think... I don't feel like them ending on Rose saying... I love you, Charlie, and then going to sleep is a strong ending. I think that it, there's a world where they could have incorporated, like, it could have been, like, Dorothy going, Rose, I need to tell you, and then Rose going, you know what, and saying, like, you know, meeting Buddy, it's fine that it didn't work out, but I'm so glad that I met him, and it made me realize how lucky I was to have had Charlie. Yeah. Now, what was it you needed to tell me? And Dorothy goes, nothing, Rose. Yeah. I'm really glad you have Something that Something like that would have been yeah, so right. much stronger. Yeah, you're right, could have ended it that way. Because it just feels so... It doesn't feel out of character for her to do something Showrunners, like I'm that. available for staffing if you need me. <laughs> I'll get in contact with Terry Grossman, Kathy Spear, and of course Susan Harris, the creator. Uh, of She's around. At you. Guys, you're all like, whoa, Soren's suddenly a big fan. He knows everything. He's looking at his phone. <laughs> so the Couldn't episode, let that slide. Couldn't let that slide. So the episode ends, Water. and she, she says, I love you, and it's, everyone goes, aww. You know what? Maybe they thought if we do it this way, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel like different, because maybe the super easy way to do it was to have that scene with Dorothy and Rose and whatever. So maybe they were just like, fuck it. Let's do something that they might not expect. Anyway, I thought it was sweet. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I liked the episode. Yeah. Not Great saying episode. I didn't like the episode. I a lot of dresses. Like they could have mm-hmm. used a rewrite. Oh, sorry, guys. I just burped. I bet that and, sounded and so that loud. That sounds really loud so on the loud. thing. Yeah. So wow. the lesson we can really take away from this is sometimes your friends almost get swindled, and you think you should tell them. But then 
they don't get swindled, so you don't need to talk. <laughs> so if it, if it, great, great, well, it worked out. You know, also good moral lesson. <laughs> you guys get us to, or do you want to? Oh no, no! Ted, that was you great. actually you've actually set up a great segue. You segued oh, into the end how of, we end the podcast. How we end the podcast. Thanks for listening. Before you come, no, <laughs> um, we end every podcast with a golden takeaway. It's oh. a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can use, you know, to apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Basically, based on the episode. Right, Basically, what you just did. No, it's great. No, you no, did no, yours. No. You blew no. your load. You're well, good. I mean, you, you, if you feel inspired to have another one, you can. We will start so that you have some sort we'll of. We'll give knowledge. you a few minutes so you can get hard. Yeah. Again. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we're in the corner working it up. Uh, <laughs> period. You can hand me that bag of popcorn. Wow. Really, I really feel something is happening right now. We are like wish upon a star trading yeah. places. We are in. Wow, I'm Fred Savage. Free Friday. Um, oh my God, we are. What was that one with um, uh, Judge Reinhold? Vice versa. So That's many. what Vice it is. Versa. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so my golden takeaway from this episode is there are so many personal grooming products out there on the market. They've been out there for years. For him, all he would need to do is like a little bit of like maybe a tweezer or like even even a cuticle cutter to cut they to have trim down. to trim eyebrows. Yeah, to trim eyebrows. I mean, there are so many things. I'm just saying to the men listening out there, I, I like body hair. I think I think you should be natural and like beautiful in your own way. But like Let's not get a bush going. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be able to floss my teeth doing my thing on your eyebrows. I don't know what I'm doing on your eyebrows. What but yeah. but Wait. I'm just saying, a golden takeaway from this is have a personal grooming product so that if you are going to go swindle an old woman out of money, you show up looking appropriate. I That's, that's a really good tip. I'm picturing you now, like... Mouth open, just rubbing your teeth I'm on sure, some guys. I'm sure forehead. I've done something with an eyebrow or a forehead at some point. Sure, I get it. If you're, yeah, if yeah. you're running out of things to do, and you're like, "Well, we've tried everything else." I mean, come on, you probably like try to be like funny faces and with your dick. I'm not. I'm gonna stop with what is happening in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you're so kind. It's not appropriate. Um, but I'm imagining. I'm not gonna say it. I'm just going to say, imagine taking a banana and then running it across your face and being like, boop, 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 eyebrows, boop, 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 eyebrows. Carrie? <laughs> like some kind of sexy computer? Yeah. 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 Like a robot? Like, like the robot from Rocky IV? Mm-hmm. Um, my golden takeaway is um, zoos. If you want to be a successful zoo, the zoo had no people in it. It had two extras. If you want to be a successful zoo, get more fucking animals. Or no, 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 don't stop doing this to the animals. Don't okay. put them in fucking zoos. You know what? That's yeah, that's true. Maybe I shouldn't be really like really trying to like hawk the captivity of animals. Um, I'll I'll do I'll, I'll do a different golden takeaway. If your name's Finger Binger, don't ever change it. It's amazing. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Zorin. Wow. Uh, my golden takeaway would be uh, there is a tobogganist mileage joke. You can get a lot of tobogganist mileage, miles that Dorothy says. Okay. And which in reference to in the reference to traveling to Saint Olaf. Yes, yeah, traveling to some some place, and she's like, "Well, you can get a lot of to, tobogganist miles." To which Rose then just dead stares her down, which yeah. is to me like, like it's even the dumbest thing you can say. The writers can be like, "This is the stupidest joke we've written. <laughs> We're gonna let everyone know." So even if you write a terrible joke, you can still make it work. I like by that. making I like that. Betty White 
death stare you. I like that. I like that one. I like it. Give a new one, Ted. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Look how you're like making him come up with a new one. You're like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying he, you can't offer it or you don't have to. My golden takeaway is that any doctor's office from my childhood can double as a zoo. <laughs> it's a safari wallpaper, man. It was weirding me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> doctor. Had one of those little I think, wire things with the blocks on it. It's like roller coaster. I think your parents the, the just things. said they were taking you to the doctor and they dropped you off at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Go. And then the vet would Go find him and eventually yeah. take care of whatever ails him. Wow, guys. Okay, now we can actually talk about this awesome, awesome thing that you have. Um, yesterday actually came out on the YouTube. So Home Alone, Big Head. Explain what this is. Uh, well, we do a series of parody videos called Big Head Parodies. So if you search Google for Big Head Parody, you'll find all the ones we did. Uh, we've done Jurassic Park, Avengers, House of Cards, Back Star to the Wars. Wars. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Carrie is in, the Back to the Future one. Yes. yes. Before we started the podcast, uh, we watched the Jurassic Park one. I LOL'd. Out it's, loud. it's my favorite one. Yeah, they they basically. I want to be in one. It's they're amazing. They yeah. basically like replace the heads of actors with their own. It's shot so well, and the heads are big. And then you guys are like rewriting the scenes, basically, and make some funny commentary on the actual movie. It's, it's very very funny. Very very funny. We'll post it along with the podcast on um, the the Home Alone two. Yeah, one which came out yesterday. Out. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely post that, and you guys should go out and check it out because it's super it super is funny. Really really funny. Zoran plays a very evil Kevin McAllister, and I play the pigeon lady. Yeah. I have to say, the, you did a great did Brenda a great Fricker. Thank, yeah. you. Thank you. You and your Fricker. Yeah. Um, yes. So besides <laughs> Big Heads, where can people follow you guys on the interwebs? Uh, well, I have lowcarbcomedy.com, and then pretty much Instagram, Twitter, any of those, it's all lowcarbcomedy, L-O-W-C-A-R-B, comedy. Great. What about you, Ted? Uh, yeah, just go there. That's where all of our videos are Great. contained. Yeah. yeah. Look but you have your own voiceover stuff. Oh, yeah. And I do some voices. Like, every video that we do, we try to th- think, like, all right, which which one am I going to play? I could, I could kind of pull off a Doc Brown, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, your Doc Brown was really good. Oh, thank you. You also do a really good Ira Glass. The Ira I Glass. I love your Ira Glass. Uh, yes. Am I putting you on the spot if I ask you to do, like, five seconds of Ira Glass? Uh, I actually, yeah, I had, to do, I had to do Ira Glass recently. Uh, so, th- th- this is, you've heard this bit, but... I, this is the only bit I can do with I love guys. it. So, yeah. uh, uh, this is WBZ Chicago. Uh, this American Life podcast number 501. Gun violence. Running rampant in the cities. A young boy. Finds his father's gun. Showing it to his friends. He's making a joke. Shoots his own dick off. This podcast has been brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> 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 That's great. That's super great. I love it. Super, super great. Somewhere wow. somebody's going to like, I don't know, I guess you can't tune into the podcast like you can on the radio, but it'd be so great if they thought it was Ira and they like called him and they're like, I just heard the latest episode. What is going on with your show? Finally uh, addressing dick shooting. I know. God. Oh. I'm listening and forever. Because First we're caller. we're in my apartment now. We're gonna we'll do a closing live. Oh, we haven't hey, been doing a live. I am H. Allen anything. Scott. You can follow me on H. Allen Scott on everything. Um, I'm CarrieDoherty.com. I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter, Squidzy on Instagram, and now um on Saturday mornings, if you check your local Fox affiliate, I'm the co-host of a new STEM-based show for 
kids, yeah, kids, young teenagers, uh, called Exploration Fab Lab, mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty cool. And uh, that's why I was not here last time because yeah. it shoots on weekends. So, but I had this weekend off, which was great. So it's cool. You can learn a lot of really great things about what um, you know today's innovators, how they're using science, technology, engineering, and math to make the world a better place. Uh, first episode, all about dogs. 3D printing to make a dog new legs. It was it's amazing. So every week there's a new um, there's a new topic. The one that just aired today was water. So I've been learning a lot because I was really bad at science in school. So cool. it's pretty great. And for more Golden Girls fun, you can go to outonthelanai.com for all kinds of good things that we have going on there. Yeah, and you can still go to outonthelanai.com slash discuss, D-I-S-Q-U-S, to tell us, give us your questions and comments about this week's episode. What did you think of the peach dress? I'm really mm-hmm. curious to know what people thought. Um, was Buddy a good con man? Yeah. Um, so many questions. How should we put a dick in a bag of popcorn? Yes, how would you put your... Yes, how does yeah. H. Allen wants to get on that? Let's do this. Uh, and then, and if you guys want some awesome, awesome, awesome apparel um, from Mike D, who he was the artist that we commissioned. Who uh, does Be A Day, Be a, yeah, Rue A Day. Rue a day. Yeah. Um, you can go to outonthelanai.com slash store. And, of course, we're also on Facebook, Golden Girls yeah. Podcast, and Tumblr. We're everywhere, you guys. Yeah, and we're on HeadGum, so you guys listen to the other podcast going on on HeadGum and thanks to Spreaker. And remember, guys, stay stay golden. golden. Oh, Frazier came out. (laughs) Niles. (laughs) (laughs) That was a HeadGum podcast.